Hey, 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 guys. Happy Friday. Hope you guys are excited for the weekend. Today, I have another amazing guest. I have Sherry Stamps. We talk all things motherhood, how she juggles it all. She talks about her amazing parenting summit, the family summit coming up. I'm going to have the link in the show notes for you if you want to grab tickets. Highly recommend. She's doing everything from pregnancy all the way to after birth. And we just get into everything, you know, about parenting and motherhood and the real struggles. And she's super real about being a mom of four and almost five. And then she also talks about being a doula, how she's super intentional. I really just loved everything she shared. So I hope you guys love this episode. If you do, please remember, grab a screenshot, post it on social media, tag at everything with Allie Levine and Allie Levine Designs so we can share it and share the love. Make sure you're subscribed. And if you haven't already, don't forget, it is my birthday month. I'm asking for reviews. You guys have been dropping them, and I appreciate them so much. Please leave a five-star review on the podcast app. Anything about the show, guests you love, or what resonates with you so others can find the show. I hope you guys have a great weekend. And real quick, I wanted to read you a new review that came in the other day because I told you I would start reading them because I am really so appreciative of them. So here's one that came in from Marie 22 Randomly came across this podcast through an Instagram story. Someone posted, and I'm so thrilled I found it. Great content, interesting guests, and absolutely uplifting, timely content. Looking forward to listening to past shows to catch up and for future episodes. So if that was you, thank you so much. Welcome to the show. It gets real and raw here. And I hope you guys have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you all soon. Bye. This is Everything with Allie Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Allie Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything, from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well-being, all real and raw. Allie interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Hey, 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 welcome back to Everything with Allie Levine. You guys, I have such an incredible guest with me. I have Sherry Stamps, who is a NorCal mom to four and do with her baby number five in September and the founder of Navigating Parenthood, where she uses her training as a postpartum doula, infant massage instructor, and breastfeeding educator and counselor to offer family-centered content, education, services, and events. Her next event coming up is the FAM Summit, which is a three-day virtual experience coming up on July 30th and includes live giveaways, demos, talks, and resources from 30-plus expert speakers from the United States to the UK and Australia. And attendees can even visit the virtual booths and chat at all social tables. There will be tickets, and you guys can use FAM Thanks. It'll be in the show notes for the general admission for all of you. I'll make sure to put that in there for you. And there's going to be a limit of 200 VIP ticket options as well. So I will make sure to put all this information in the show notes so you guys can check it all out. Sherry, welcome to my show. Hey, thank you for having me. You're the welcome. Wonderful intro. Oh, you're welcome. And congrats officially on baby number five. Thank you. Yes, I'm uh... <laughs> just thinking about it. You heard the pause. I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, just tired okay. thinking about it right <laughs> well that's a great way to lead into this I mean you know there's so many moms out there I mean I have two obviously and when I hear or you know see other moms who are like four or five six I'm like wow 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 
but it honestly, it's so freaking empowering because it's like, you know, moms really can do anything and it's all the limiting beliefs around us and society and everything else that want to tell us that that's not true. And that, you know, you should only have this many because that's what makes sense. Or, you know, I have certain friends of mine who are like, oh, well, you know, we look at our finances and we're just like, nope, two makes sense. And that's it. And it's like, I get it. You want to be realistic, but at the same time, mm-hmm. like you have one life to live. And if you want to have more children, you should have more children. A lot of people yeah. don't agree with me saying that, but you know, Hey, teach his own. And, you know, I'm curious for you, what are the ages of your four right now? So we have a 14 year old, a 10 year old, a four year old, a two year old, a two and a half, and then expecting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, tell us a little bit about that age gap and, you know, with them and like, you know, did you plan on all four? Like walk us through a little bit of Sherry's journey into motherhood and how now there's four and now there is a fifth coming in September very soon in a few months. Yeah. So there's an age gap. Definitely. Um, my art. So the 14 year old is actually from my husband's previous marriage. Um, and then our 10 year old (laughs) was a, um, we're engaged conceived baby. (laughs) So that was interesting. Um, because I kind of, was planning a fast wedding anyway because I was already taking care of this other child and I was like I don't need to do some long drawn out engagement when you know we're living together and we're already a family and this and that like I don't want to you know do that um so it's funny because looking back I'm sure people are like oh they probably did that like three months to the wedding because she's pregnant but actually (laughs) the (laughs) wedding came first so that was funny Um, And then, you know, like any, I guess not any new couple, but some people, we had um, some financial hardships um, that led us to living apart for a few years. And so we actually, um, I moved back to my mom's house for a few years and he moved back to, because she didn't have room for all of us. He moved back to um, a house that his mom owned for a few years. And we did that until we could save up and buy our first home. Um, and so that is one of the major reasons for like the age gap, um, between our kids is we were sort of living apart for a while. Um, and so then we had our four-year-old river when my daughter was about six. And then that's why him and Nora, the youngest are closer in age. They're more of like a two-year gap. Because when he was about 16, 17 months, we're like, oh, he's so cute. Okay, maybe we'll have one more, <laughs> right? And then right when we found out we're pregnant, he turned into a little tear for a very long time. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we found out he's on the, on, on the spectrum. And so then that was a whole other journey. Um, and we had Nora, who way more trouble. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, we've just been having, um, friends who have been pregnant recently and we're like, oh, maybe one more. Um, and that maybe turned into a yes, one more. And so now we're like, okay, we're definitely, it's time for the vasectomy. We're done. done, done. <laughs> Cause you know, it's, it, the idea is nice, but then you're also, you know, it's, it's a, it's a lot. Like, I feel like they're sensing that another baby is coming. So they're all, bickering with each other more and more lately, you know, and, um, it's just draining, um, having them fight with each other constantly. 
Of course. But when they're sweet, it's really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I bet they're excited though. They are. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think my two-year-old understands. She's been referring to herself as baby, pointing to herself. Um, My four-year-old who didn't understand when his little sister was born and so had some, a lot of negative behavior when she came home um, because of that, um, he's been, you know, giving my belly a kiss and saying, oh yeah, the baby. And that's been really cool. And then, you know, the other two are like, between they're like tweens I guess or they feel like they're mini teenagers and so they're like oh whatever we're we're older we're too cool you know but I think they're also very excited oh that's cute what is it like for you to because you were saying like oh my gosh you know wow when you say it out loud it's like wow I'm gonna have five like what has it been like for you first off to be pregnant kind of during this time and be pregnant with you know, I mean, four, like, I mean, obviously a lot, um, you know, what, 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 what's the journey been like for you? Like, would you say this journey has been different because of, you know, the world and everything else, um, versus, you know, where you were before, um, you know, in, in your motherhood journey? Cause I, I think it's interesting. I've had so many conversations with different moms and I know for myself, like, I think, you know, when I was pregnant with Arlie during the, you know, the beginning of the pandemic, um, I felt like it was a totally different, world obviously and also just a totally different pregnancy in 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 good and bad ways um and very very different from what it was with you know my first Amelia in a you know normal world yeah I think I'm one of the oddballs um when it comes to that question like not only in motherhood but in work a lot of people are like oh suddenly I have to have my kids around and I'm like this is what it's always been for me you know working from home with my kids around with my own little startup, you know, just that's how it is. Um, And with pregnancy, you know, it was weird that I couldn't invite my husband to the appointments, but then I'm like, you know what? Like he never made half of them before anyway because of work schedules or whatever. He have to watch the kids because if we brought them in, they'd be going through all the cupboards and like running through the hallways. So either way, I'm like, well, this doesn't change things too much. And actually it's like a mini vacation going by myself, somewhere, <laughs> you know, like it's kind of rare. Um, so it, it was weird. Like, oh yeah, I have to wear a mask. Um, of course. Or like some things they changed because they didn't want to be too personal or, you know, um, whatever. But other than that, I think because I started going more actively to appointments since, you know, at the beginning I have Kaiser and they have you wait like a month or so and all that. And then I just started seeing a midwife as well. And then those were appointments were further out too. So, um, it's definitely been different compared to someone who started this journey in the height of the pandemic, where it was like really scary. I'm sure entering the building, you know, wondering if even going to your appointments was safe. Um, for me, I don't haven't felt worried that I would catch something going to an appointment because thankfully, um, you know, the craze of everything had winded down once I started sure. going. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do love the fact that places were like less packed because of it. <laughs> yeah. Like we moved out of the Bay Area to more of like the Central Valley area because we're just sick of like how compacted everything is. And so now that things are back to normal, I'm like, oh, there's traffic. Oh, there's people everywhere. (laughs) Um, 
So I, I appreciated that. Um, I mean, it makes it hard if you don't have someone to watch your kids, like right. your spouse or some partner, whoever, uh, a, a mom or some somebody. But I appreciated the time to myself to be able to go to the appointments too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's let let's uh, let's unpack that a little bit. I like that you talked about, you know, just how that time to be on your own was like kind of like a oh okay, I get this time to myself. Like you do have four mm-hmm. kids you know, you are busy, you are an entrepreneur, you are, you know, running your business from home, all the things that you said, which is why for you, the pandemic wasn't as much of a shift. You're like, Hey, I was kind of already doing this. Now everybody is joining me, you know, um, which I can imagine. I like, I understand now. <laughs> right now it was kind of a relief. I'm sure for you, I know I felt <laughs> the same because I was like, Oh, haha, I've already kind of been here. Um, yeah. so yeah, I kind of love that you said that, but then the other side of it is right. What you mentioned of like getting to have that time by yourself, getting to have that moment of like, Oh, it's Sherry time, you know, mm-hmm. what is that like for you? What would you share for other moms listening of, you know, that how you get into that self-care and self-love and really self-preservation of being able to make sure you refill yourself and to, you know, refuel to give back mm-hmm. to your family and to still show up as Sherry. Like, what is that like? And what do you do? Because you do have four kids. Like I know I have yeah. two And it's hard enough to find the time and the ways and I have to be really intentional about how I do it. So I'd love for you to share, you know, your side of that. Yeah, it's definitely just like you said, um, finding ways to be intentional, because I feel like everything I've learned about parenting is basically you have to be mindful 100% of the time. And you have such this, like such a heavy mental load all the time that it's just so difficult. Like sometimes I'll forget I'm pregnant aside from the fact that my kids are like pushing on my, you know, stomach and I'm like, Oh, you're hurting me. Oh, there's a baby. You're hurting baby. And then I get to go to the appointments alone. It's like, okay, I can focus on the fact that, Oh, I'm pregnant. Oh, hi you, you know, cause the rest of the time I'm just chasing them, like constantly picking up after them. And for me, um, you know, I had perinatal mood and anxiety disorders, with my kids. And it was awful because with my first, um, who's 10 now, I lost pretty much most of my friends. Um, and so I've learned from that because no one knew what it was. Then I went to the therapist. They didn't say, this is what you're going through. And then, you know, they also didn't have the right, you know, therapists who were trained in it. And so it took me training as a doula to learn about, these disorders and that, you know, it's not depression doesn't mean you come across as sad. It could be suddenly like for me, I've always thought as, of myself as someone who's like, yeah, let's try to be peaceful about this and go with the flow, you know, um, when I'm trying to handle a stressful situation. Um, but I would just be set off very instantaneously. And, and, and that was unlike me. And I sensed I was not myself. And I was very disappointed to find that friends when I confided in them and the thoughts I was having and feelings didn't notice like, Hey, this isn't her. And instead they were just judgmental and shaming. Mm. And so from that, I definitely learned, okay, this is what I need to work through this and putting a name to it really helped. Um, Cause once I knew what it was, I was like, Oh, okay. Now I know what it is. Now I know what to do, you know, what to work from. Um, and so what I do is just try to be mindful. Like you said, um, it's not 100%, nothing is, but I try to be like aware of, oh, okay, I'm starting to feel this way. Why am I feeling this way? Let's take a step back and breathe. And I did hypno babies with my son who's four now. And I use the, the thinking of a bubble of peace 
just breathe. I use that technique all the time in life. Um, if I am good about being mindful and just remind myself, okay, do I need to be upset about this? Really? Honestly, is this the hill to die on? You know, my mom always told me like, pick your battles. And I feel like I do that every day with every little thing as a parent. And it's important to remember, is it really that important that they spilled cereal there on the floor? No, I'm not going to yell about that. But if it's a danger situation, I'm like, it, you know, like, ah, you know, um, so I, I really do some self-preservation um, just in that and reminding myself to breathe and be mindful, um, being aware of if I'm feeling like, okay, my cup is overflowing and, you know, it's kind of opposite of when they say you're feeling empty, but, you know, my cup's overflowing with like just all these feelings and I need to go take a break and refuel my energy. So being aware of that and being able to verbally say to my husband, I, I need you to do this, you know, and not worried about how him reacting or whatever, just being like, I, this, this is a break that I need right now and taking some, some time for myself. Um, but just in general, breathing, being mindful, knowing that I need to go outside and get some fresh air um, if that comes up. If the kids are in the bath, that's when I do my facials or, you know, masks or whatever, you know, I take whatever time I can and that self-care time may or may not be with the kids present because when you have multiple kids, you know, you're lucky if you get any time. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I co-sleep as well with my two-year-old and four-year-old. So, you know, until recently I was nursing and nursing through pregnancy with my two-year-old. And so that made it even harder to get up and go do things like for some parents, nighttime is they're like, okay, kids are asleep. It's my time. But for me, it was, I'm trapped here with them. And so I veg out and watch Netflix or whatever and do like tons of marathons. <laughs> um, and so that's been kind of like a, a way of getting me time when I can't get physically away from them. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, a couple of things that I love that you said, you know, one, you said that it doesn't have to be for moms that you feel empty. It can actually just be a cup full of feelings and everything's mm -hmm. just kind of rushed together. And you're like, okay, I noticed I'm off. I got to do something to help this situation. And, you know, you talked about over and over being mindful and how important it is to be mindful. And when you are being mindful, you know, you tap into the hypno and the bubble peas. And I did that. And I, you know, I completely get that. And I love, you know, hypno babies. And, you know, I think it's interesting when you talk to their moms and they say that when they really pay attention, they can sense not only that something's off and that they need to tap into it in order to rectify what's going on. So they don't spin, but also too, just really being, you know, intentional in the fact that like you are being mindful, even if it's just something as simple as what you said, when they spill their cereal, it's like, I'm being mindful of the situation. Is it really worth it to like lose my shit right now and be yeah. like, take myself to another level? Or is it like, mm, okay, moving on. And then I'm not giving that energy and I'm being mindful of what's going on so that I know, okay, let me not pick that battle. It's not worth it. And I think a lot of times as moms, you know, it's like, we feel like we're supposed to not only do everything, but also like react to everything because like, you know, you're the mom and you know, you're, you're with this and you're that. And, you know, I always enjoy when I talk to their moms who speak so highly to being mindful and, and being so intentional, because I think it really does show, especially when they have multiples that like, hey, I am present and I, and I know like what is important to pay attention to and what really isn't. 
Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I also know for myself what to be intentional about and what to kind of let slide by. And like you said, like even in the situations where you co-sleep and you're not really getting time just you, which I can imagine is so hard. Cause like right now, obviously we're podcasting, my girls are asleep, you know, that's very difficult to not have that time. So instead you're like, well, this, you also recognize from what you're saying, like that this is like a short amount of time where this is going to be like this. And so you're like, I'm just going to veg and watch Netflix and do what I can do to give back to myself. Or I have the kids in the tub. So I'm going to do my mask and my facials and, and get some self-care and, you know, love on myself. You know, I think we don't realize sometimes how important those things are even if they're just small little bits here, there, like what a game changer it is for ourselves and for our soul. Oh yeah. And, and things like doing a little facial mask, you know, I forgot about that for a while, not just because of kids, but like also when you're married, you know, sometimes like you lose yourself. A lot of people talk about losing yourself in motherhood, but I mean, when you get married, you know, it it depends. Like some people have husbands who are like, I don't like that you wear makeup, don't wear makeup anymore. So they've lost that part, you know, or, you know, you just tend to not have time for yourself. Your, your mother and your kids and your, and your partner sometimes. (laughs) And it's like, you're places that it's very draining, which is why I sometimes have family members who are like, you're so relaxed with your kids, you know? And I'm like, no, I'm not. And like, I feel personally, like, you know, I let them roam free to an extent because they need to for their development, mentally, emotionally, physically, it's important and for them to be curious and explore. But I'm also hypervigilant, like, and I'm trying to do my stuff, but I'm vigilant, paying attention, like you said, of, okay, this is a point where, okay, I need to get involved. Um, But it might be a little bit more lax than someone else who's constantly following their kid going, no, don't touch that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And I'm like, it's already exhausting watching, you know, them and being aware and making sure they're doing, you know, this or that, but not saying anything. Cause I don't want to interrupt, you know, the learning process. Um, but I'm like, I, I would not want to constantly walk around telling them no, no, no too. you know, um, I know I'm with you. I know. And also <laughs> like, you know, and it's funny, obviously every mom, mom is different, but I'm with yeah. you. It's like, you know, it also takes all that energy from you for you to be like, no, no, no. Yeah. And also then they're also all they're hearing is no, like I've taken a ton of different, you know, conscious parenting workshops and, you know, it's interesting, like how they speak to that, like really at such a young age, how you were explaining of like the learning and how they kind of just like pick up what's going on. They learn themselves and they get into things like, as long as they're safe, that's mm-hmm. what I feel too. I'm like, let them learn, let them figure it out. Like, I'm not going to say no constantly. I'm not going to jump in and not going to hover as much as possible because it is, it's so important for them to develop and learn. And to also like, not just hear the word no. Like yeah. I also feel like in my opinion, like society for so long and starting to change has told moms no for so long. And we've just heard no, 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 no. And so, you know, us being examples and being, you know, moms who are kind of at the cutting edge of this to show our children, we're not going to say that constantly. And we're going to try to use as much intentionality with them and positive reinforcement and just let them learn and grow and really, like you said, only hop in when it's dangerous or something really needs to be handled. Mm-hmm. I think it does send a different of a message for them as they grow up to, you know, to realize that like the answer isn't always no. Yeah. Where there's, you know, it depends on the child, honestly. Um, but if redirection works for them, like, I really love that, you know, instead of no, you know, uh, just 
oh, do you want to go look at the boats? You know, instead of going, no, don't touch that, you know, because obviously it's someone else's home. They have their own rules about what they want touched and you are more of the no place and it's like exhausting to go to anyone else's home. But, um, you know, if, if redirection works, it's amazing. Um, I do feel like moms are told no a lot, like you said, like even in the workforce, um, I was really impressed with how many companies were going you know, telecommuting, allowing more telecommuting. And then it felt like as soon as June 15th happened, oh, everyone back in person. And I was really disappointed in so many companies because this was a good opportunity for very qualified parents to work for these companies and, or even parents who were working for the companies before, but it's like, they're still trying to figure out childcare after this huge mess. And there's no way they can immediately just go back to work like this again. Um, especially with, you know, like some people having vaccines and people, you know, like depending on what your beliefs are on vaccines, um, it's just, it, it is, is slap in the face to parents. Like, oh, oh we're here supporting you parents. Yeah. We, we're going to have telecommuting and then no, everyone go back right. in person. And n- now we have like so many people unemployed still. Right. It's crazy. Yeah, it's true. Well, and you know, it's interesting. I think, you know, I agree with that. And I've seen a lot of, you know, companies also be kind of told, you know, I know some of my friends be told, no, like I'm not going back in and, Mm -hmm. you know, I, you know, this works and I'm productive and I'm getting things done and everything's happening. And some companies are just, you know, they're kind of folding and saying, okay, you know, you go ahead, you you know, as long as you get work done. And, you know, (laughs) so I think, but I think that like, you know, that goes back to like, you know, what we were saying, just like the whole, like, you know, being a mom being told no, right? It's like, instead of just taking no, it's like, mm-hmm. well, this is what I was doing. This is what's comfortable. I'm not hundred percent comfortable coming back in for whatever my personal reasons. So I'm going to be home and I will get the same work done. And, you know, I think if enough people stand up and say that oh, yeah, it will change, you know, cause I, I really do believe that so much has shifted in a positive way during the pandemic, especially for moms and parents that we're not going to just be able to just shove kids kind of to the side anymore. It's going to be very obvious that you are a mom and you are also a CEO and you're this and that and the other thing. And you're not hiding it anymore that you have four or five kids. You're not hiding it. You're pregnant. You know, it's like these different things that were kind of like hidden, you know, behind the scenes are no more because there's been a lot of exposure since the big pandemic. And I think there continues to be more and more exposure on all levels of things right now. And so I believe it's going to continue to open things up and change the systems all around us. (laughs) Yeah, because it's going to have to, because people are just going to be like, it's not what it used to be. And it could never really fully go back to what it used to be. Yeah, definitely. And I think they're starting to realize, oh, this is what the education system's like. Like, oh, this is what the childcare is like. You know, there's so many holes. That's right. And it's a whole huge ball. That's a different conversation that goes from like what, preschool teachers even are paid like the people taking care of the itty bitty kids and the people who go into that work sometimes just to get paid not because they like kids and then what all of that amounts to it's scary um yeah so hopefully there's more change in that and yeah no I agree with you and it's true but I and I I agree with what you said about you know the education system and even on the lowest level of preschool it's like it's true and I think also we saw a ton of that exposure from everything that's gone on. And it will, and I believe we will continue to as things kind of shift and change because that's where I believe we're going in the world as a collective. And that's, you know, why we're starting to see more and more of the holes that you're talking about and yeah. the changes. And we're also way more aware, right? Like before 
we were all on such a grind, moms especially, right? We're always oh, yeah. on the grind with the kids, you have the, the, the partner, you have this, you have that, you have all these things, and plus your job, plus this, plus that, you know? And so you just go. And then when the pandemic hit, it was like pause. And then it was like, oh, okay, wait, hit the brake, <laughs> you know? You know what I mean? And it was like, oh, you know, I'm curious. It was jarring for, for the people who were used to having to do it all. And they're like, oh, wait, something's wrong with some, I must be doing something wrong. Cause I'm not doing 20 million things. Like, no, you have to pause. And that was really hard for so many people. I was like, no, you need this. You, you need to be um, advocating for yourself. And I think, you know, um, actually when you did the 12 um, days of breastfeeding summit with me, we talked about self-advocacy and that was amazing. And I think, yeah, as soon as you find out you're pregnant, through forever, you're advocating for your child and your pregnancy, but we forget ourselves and you really, you know, like for instance, moms who have perinatal moon anxiety disorders, you know, no matter what it is, like you have to be, Hey, I think something's wrong, you know, keep going because no one else is going to be looking out for you better than you or your kids better than you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I love what you just said that about the pause. You're like, you need this you need to do this. It's okay. You're not doing a million things. It's actually totally normal. Like, but again, like for so long, society had us doing a million things mm -hmm. on a grind nonstop. And we all thought that that was totally fine and normal. I know I did. And then when, when the pause came, you're right, it was jarring. It was like, holy shit, what just happened? Like it was, yes. I remember sitting there, like literally going on my computer and just like reading emails, trying to find something to do. Cause <laughs> it was just like, uh, I don't know what to do with myself. You know, it was like yeah. spinning. But then when I, finally and obviously being pregnant with Arlie like I finally sat with myself and was just like oh I'm just gonna play with Amelia like I'm just gonna like enjoy I'm just gonna you know be present <laughs> yeah like oh my god I'm gonna be present like what is that like you know what I mean like it's just you know which is which is a great segue into this summit that you're doing because you spoke to yes. the 12 days of breastfeeding that I got to do which was so much fun you guys I had so much fun being a speaker and a guest I was so honored to join and we spoke to all things breastfeeding which you guys all know I'm such a breastfeeding advocate and it was just so cool to get talked about self-advocacy and, you know, what we really talk about as moms and what, you know, we all deserve. And when we do become mm -hmm. a mom and, and like Sherry said, so many times we forget, we advocate for everyone else, but not ourselves. And we're actually the most important because that ripples into everything else. So Sherry, now you're doing this other summit, the FAM summit. Why don't you share a little bit more about that? Why you kind of wanted to create it, the intention behind it? Yeah. So the 12th days of breastfeeding summit was amazing. And it was just wonderful to have you speak on advocacy. And from there, I was like, you know what, that was really hyper-focused on breastfeeding. How can we, you know, give parents more? And I was thinking about the fact that, yeah, I have multiple kids and I'm also pregnant, you know? And so, and I used to work with baby fairs and help, you know, um, create the baby fairs or I'll create family events. And I was talking with a, a friend of mine who she actually develops um, plans for people to create purposeful play spaces so their kids will like want to play independently and helps them clean up their play space. And I was like, oh, you should do an event. I just did this one, it's awesome. And so um, from there, I thought, well, you know what? People don't just have, they're not just expecting, they don't need just a baby fair, for instance, you know, and, or they don't just need preschool help. You know, maybe they have multiple kids like us um, so the FAM Summit covers everything from pregnancy through the first five years. Day one is pregnancy, birth, postpartum. Day two is all about ages zero to two. And then day three is all about ages three to five. 
and we cover um, tons of stuff. The one thing that I don't have coverage on is breastfeeding because there's a whole summit on it. So I wanted to actually touch on formula a little bit this time. And so we have the founders of Bobby and um, one of them is doing a talk about how do you know if your company is, you know, the company you're interviewing at is parent friendly, which is perfect. We we're just talking about that. Like, how do you know if they're going to be accommodating to you as a parent and like a good fit um, or if it's going to feel like, you know, social anxiety and just like they're trying to get you to quit all the time. I had that experience um, after having my first and going back to work and it was awful and I have negative views towards the company still, you don't want that. So that was very exciting. Um, and yeah, so there's um, the Bloom Method doing a um, class on day one where you actually prepare your body for birth with this class, with this prenatal class, awesome. And then um, Brooke Cates, the founder of Bloom Method is also talking about how to prevent, which I've never heard of, and heal diastasis recti, which is- Oh really my God. Cool. I know. <laughs> so I still have that. I still have it from Amelia. She oh, three years told later. Me, she told me that she worked with a 65 year old um, and the blue method helped her. I was like, wow. I was so excited. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so excited. You told me that. I'm going to have to check that out. Yes. Seriously. Like it's crazy. Like I tell my husband, time, like I've done so many different exercises and I have to say, I use one program called every mother and that's been the only one that's actually like helped me like a little bit and is like mm -hmm. and it gives you long story short it gives you like you know light to like more moderate to strong like ways to do different things to help you know bring it in and like depending on how deep you are and you got you know like yeah separation because mine's like you know moderate to severe and it's crazy like even when I you know lost weight with Arlie like I thought especially because I had a v-back like oh it'll be so much better as far and it was as far as the birth for me but it was like the diastasis recti is still there and I still like everything I wear like the way like my body the way it curves and then my mm -hmm. stomach sticks out and it drives me insane to my husband all the time. I'm like, Oh my God, I, it just drives me absolutely insane. So I love that you have this because again, yes. as moms, we don't ever always know like everything that's going to happen. We don't, we're not told, like no one told me, you know, when I say, Oh, you might have diastasis rectia. And then, you know, when I'm all, my stomach was all, you know, fucked up right. section, I went, you know, for like my, whatever it was six, seven week, you know, checkup you know, my doctor was like, oh, you might have diastasis recti. And I was like, I have what? You know, you I was like, what, what is that called? You know, I was like, oh, well, that's why, you know, they look and they're like, oh yeah, it's pretty severe. And I was like, great. What do I do? You know, I was like, and then, you know, no, you know, at least my doctor, like, no offense to other doctors, but I was just so frustrated because it was like, oh, well, here's the pamphlet. You could do some of these exercises and it should There's no guidance. Together. Yeah. Yeah, you can't together. tell looking at like those photocopies. No, they <laughs> no I, oh, it should come back together. Oh, okay, thanks. I was just like, the fuck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited to over, have that. Yeah, she goes over like all the education. I did an Instagram live with her where she was talking about all this. Um, and Brooke was talking about how they really start with the foundation and like explaining the muscles and all of it to you, all the parts, mm -hmm. because- you need to be able to visualize it if you're a visual person and understand what's going on and the breath work that you need to start with because like that's the part of the foundation so it was all really exciting and then we have um i don't know if you're familiar with ton and lip ties but on day two we have um dr Gigi, physical therapist who is talking specifically about ton and lip ties and physical therapy that might be needed with that i had two kids with ton of lip ties who had, you know, the laser surgery. And 
I didn't know this was something that existed. So I'm really excited. Wow. For we have ring sling 101 and they're giving away some ring slings. That's so uh, needed. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, there's giveaways every day and each, um, each day the giveaways line up with, you know, the day's talks like, or part of the journey. <laughs> yeah. And then we have a, a panel with Dr. Harvey Carpin, um, parents.com on day three. Like it's just full of stuff from pregnancy to until your kid's five, you know, Montessori stuff, early reading, um, mobility, development, language development. It's just like, I could go on and on. <laughs> That's awesome. and the point of this was to be able, well, it's virtual be, because it was COVID times when we first planned this, um, but also like parents, it's really hard for us to go to events, but especially as a family and this way um, parents could like watch the event from different places. They can, um, we're going to have uh, early um, access to the Maple app for um, ticket holders so that they can coordinate with family members and schedule like, hey, I'll watch this talking, watch this one. Each talk is 30 minutes. If they want to buy recordings, we have that or they come with the VIP ticket so they can, let's say you do have a baby now, two years from now, you can watch the content for toddlers and stuff about positive parenting and things like that. Um, so we wanted to make it accessible for people, whether they have one kid or multiple in the different age ranges, um, you know, so that really works for everyone. And they're not like, oh, okay, I bought this ticket for just this one specific topic. It just anything they could possibly want to know, or maybe they didn't know that they needed to know yet. Hopefully, you know, we're giving them a little taste of, of that. That's so awesome. I love that. And I love that, you know, I love that also that it's, you know, not only like the range of pregnancy all the way to like five, but also I love that it is, you know, you said like the intention is for it to be something that's easy, digestible, 30 minutes, talks, fun giveaways, fun things to learn, different, you know, things to check out. Maybe there's some things you're not even aware of, like some lip and tongue ties with the different, you know, modalities that you can do. It doesn't have to be surgery. Like there sounds like there's so much good stuff packed in for all oh, the, yeah. you know, the, the ages and all the different um, stages that we all need as parents that we don't know we're going to need, but like are such resources. Like I know for me, I've learned, you know, in the last few years of motherhood, like the more I surround myself with different, you know, programs and experts and different people, the the easier time I have with things, you know, that motherhood is easy, but that it's easier for me to manage, to understand this is what's going on. This is how I might be able to fix it. This might be how I'm able to rectify things. This is going to make me feel better. Like the list goes on. And that's so important for moms and parents, you know, to have. And I also love that you're still keeping it virtual regardless of the world, because I think that like we all learned, you know, during COVID times, how much time, like we said before, we were all spending on the grind, busy, running, going, didn't necessarily have the time to go to events, but when anyways, I know I always forced myself to go to stuff I didn't want to. And I think it's awesome that it's virtual. It's like, hey, be in your pajamas, be with the kids, be in the bathtub, like be wherever and just be able to jump on or, you know, be able to have the recordings. You do the VIP so you can, you know, listen whenever and check it all out. But I think that's great because I think that like there are still a ton of people who want to be able to just have that convenience of watching from home or wherever they are and not have to feel like I have to be on and show up and be mm -hmm. there, you know, and, and get to still get this great information, you know, so I, I think Definitely. it's so cool. Yeah. And I mean, 
the other thing that's cool is I, I did want this to feel, I didn't want to feel like a Zoom talk, you know, so there's demos and classes and we're not using Zoom. Nice. And um, there are social tables. So if you want to get social with other parents, you can go to a table based on a certain topic and talk to them. Like just do a dad chat, do like a, we're trying to conceive chat or we have a dad talking about actually the founder of Maple, co-founder of Maple's talking about the partner side of the IVF journey because they're now in their second IVF journey that started during COVID. Wow. So you can imagine how difficult that was, you know, feeling very separated from the creation of your child, basically. Um, and yeah, I'm just really excited about it. And hopefully, you know, all the parents can just access it easier and get all the benefits that they want from it that way. Yeah. So awesome. I love it. Well, and too, like you mentioned, you know, like you also, you know, are a doula. So, you know, besides the fact that you're a mom of four, almost five, and you, you know, are a parenting expert, even in a lot of different spaces, I think the fact that you have a doula, you know, certification and wear your doula hat, you know, I think that that like really, in my opinion, being someone who's such a fan of, you know, the right doulas, um, I feel like it just changes the game when it comes to, your pregnancy and the birth and whether they're virtual or in person, because I've experienced both now, I never expected to have a virtual doula, but I did. Oh, wow. uh, yes, I did. 13 hours. Stacy, who's a modern uh, LA uh, doula, it was a fucking saint. Like literally I, you know, well, first off, long story short, like we did not plan because in the beginning she, the world was fine. So she right. was coming over, we were having our meetings or prenatal checks, everything was all good. And then all of a sudden it was like, just kidding. And <laughs> so she stayed away for a little while. And then we both kind of came to a place where we we're like, all right, we're good. And she came to see me a few times to check on me or we meet outside to do stretches and this, that, and the other thing. But when it came to the actual birth, you know, it still wasn't allowed. And they had just switched seaters to allowing, thank God, Justin to be there for my partner but they weren't allowing doulas. And so she was like, I promise you, I will be there. And so she came and checked me while I was in labor and was getting close to, you know, the time to go to the hospital. She came to my house and then she was like, don't worry, I will be here at your house. She watched a minute for us the first few hours. So my neighbor got there and she stayed on FaceTime with me for 13 hours. Other than when she was driving to leave my house to go home, she stayed with me. And That's oh my amazing. God, it was, it was amazing. It's all the it difference. Massive difference. So empowering, just so much like I've got you don't you know like don't worry like I will help you work through this like and it's you know what you're doing reminds me of that like you know all these types of modalities and courses and experts all help you you know get through different stages of pregnancy and birth and parenthood and that's why like I love everything you're doing you know and, and you know and your mission and you know why I love being a part of your breastfeeding summit is because I think when you you know because you do wear that doula hat you do understand so much more of kind of that compassionate, empathetic side that all of us need as parents and, and especially mothers to know like it's totally normal and okay to experience all this. Mm-hmm. And like, here's a lot of things that like you didn't know were going to come with this, but like, it's okay. Like we've got your back. Yeah, that's definitely why I became like why I trained. I trained as a birth doula while I was pregnant with my four-year-old. And then I became, then I trained as a postpartum doula and was like, that's my calling postpartum because I had little kids. So I couldn't be on call 24 seven for birth. Um, but also with my you know postpartum experience that I ex- explained, I um, with him, I used hypnobabies, had a super fast birth. Like I was gushing fluid in the car on the way to the hospital because nobody believed that I was already in transition because hypno babies was so good and 
then after discharge, I ended up back in the ER with all these flashes and different things and this horrible cramping pain. I didn't know what was wrong with me. And all the doctors looked me over and did internal ultrasound, which is awful afterward. <laughs> and so after an entire day of not getting to eat or anything and nursing a newborn, they're like, this was just normal postpartum stuff. And I was like, are you kidding? Like none of this happened with my full package epidural catheter, you know, birth with my first. And so that drove me to the postpartum work and to really like talking to people about these are all the things that could happen beforehand. You need to have this information because you won't know what to look for should this happen to you otherwise. Um, and the same thing happened with when my two-year-old had torticollis. I happened to be training as a lactation education counselor wow. in San Diego. And I was like, oh, let me put my baby down and, and look. And I was like, oh my gosh, she has torticollis. And so I was able to get you know, a referral to a PT um, sooner than if I had never noticed because I didn't even know what torticollis was. Yeah. Can you, I was going to say, for those that don't know, can you share? Yeah. So torticollis is basically, we all have a preference of sides and that starts in the womb, you know, especially if you have twins and they kind of have a side they have to go to, but um, you know that it's torticollis if your baby, aside from having a preference that they turn, um, doesn't really, if you lay them down, their neck always goes to one side. And if you try to get their attention and call them the other side, they can't completely turn the other way. Or maybe if you're breastfeeding, um, you notice that it seems painful for them to breastfeed on a certain side and that side's losing, um, milk because they're not feeding there as often. These are all signs that like, Ooh, you need it. You know, they have, torticollis and you, you need to help them work on that because that's obviously painful for them. Um, and yeah, that's just, you know, one more thing we're talking about this summer, but one more reason why I'm like, people need to know about these things in advance. Obviously they don't need to go and we don't need to go into all the great detail as if they had, you know, as if they were a parent of someone with torticollis, but you know, parents should be aware so that they have the opportunity to seek help for themselves or their child sooner rather than later when there's, you know, less, you know, less time means less damage. So as soon as you can seek help, the, you know, the better. Yeah, absolutely. And again, like with the summit, like you said, all these different classes, all these different experiences will help you to kind of have an idea of like, oh, this might be going on with me or, oh, I might need help or I might need to advocate for myself, you know, and if anything, you know, just at least give you the resources to know that like these things, like you said, can happen, even yeah. if they don't, it's just good to understand like all the different scenarios that can play out. So you're better prepared and you're not in a state of shock, you know, cause I know like with my C-section, I was completely shocked. I like had a midwife and I planned on a whole, you know, natural birth and in the water and blah, blah, blah. blah. And then it was like, you know, oh, after 30 hours, you know, I'm getting oh. the transition. And she was like, just still chilling up high and like not coming down. And they were like, okay. And then like, you know, a little bit more and she came down a little more, but it still wasn't happening. And my midwife was like, yeah, I'm oh. not sure this is going to happen. You know, and I was shocked. I was shocked, you know, and it was like, you know, trauma immediately in that sense. And it was like, get out of the tub, you know, get luckily, you know, thank God I was fine. So it was like, get in the tub, you know, walk to the truck, you know, get, you know, get in the truck and transition, drive to the hospital, you know, go oh to the hospital, gosh. you know, and then I was at the hospital for, you know, 12 hours before I even had a C-section because I was still pushing and laboring and the whole nine yards. And, 
you know, never once did it occur to me, like, I'm going to wind up in a C-section, like not even when I was at the end and, and, you know, we were, I was still like pushing and like desperately trying to like make it happen, you know, and, and she came down and put and went back up and she came down and she went back up and they were just like, you know, I remember sitting there and just being like literally in shock, you know? And so I appreciate, you know, moms and people like you who are like, Hey, let's just give you like all the resources and then some, let's make it fun. Let's have a whole event of like all the ins and outs from pregnancy to birth to five years old. Like let's help you get started. You know, that's what all parents need. Like we need cheerleaders. We need support. We need experts. We need more of these types of events and, and people to normalize it, to say like this kind of stuff to join is totally okay. Just like, you know, we're always taught, right? Like to take your kid to Gymboree or throw them in this little kid's class and mommy and me and did it. But it's like, not to be rude because I never gelled mommy and me and always drove me nuts. But, you know, I would always be like, why the fuck they push this so much? Why is it like, you should, you know, go do this and be social with other moms. But meanwhile, like, what about like getting the mom to a place like where she can function and how like I understand that she could have hypno babies to be able to essentially access and maybe a more peaceful birth and all these different things that like just you know I don't feel are talked about enough and as much they are more and more but I think like you know you doing something like this summit is amazing to be like hey we're gonna put this all together you know you're using like your dual experience plus being a mother plus parenting experience all the things to like bring it together so I'm very excited I think it's awesome I'm super excited too. And I'm so glad that I got to talk with you about it because, and also all of our other conversation that we've had, we've gone through so many topics. I know. <laughs> I have no idea what I'll name this episode. This is what happens when I get to hang out with another mom friend and it's like later in the evening and I'm just like all over the place. And yeah. there's been so much going on. I've been so present that I haven't all had all this going on. And now it's like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I kind of verbally vomit on people who are adults. When I see them, they're like, she's weird. <laughs> I know. It, it, you know what? It's just part of it. Right. I have the same thing. I'm like, I'm like, wow. And I'm like, I just have a lot to say. Like, I already have yeah. to get the gab. And then it's like on top of the fact that like I'm with my littles and there's not as much going on. So like, yeah, here we go. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's why I love podcasts. Suddenly I'm going to unleash everything I'm thinking. <laughs> exactly. Everything I'm thinking, everything I'm feeling onto you, you know, but I think that's also what's great about podcasts, right? Is like, you have these raw conversations, not like filtered on social media, even though, you know, I try to be super real and raw my social media as much as possible. Oh, yeah. I still feel like there's a filter in some way, shape or form because you can't fully express, you can't fully show everything. It's just not the exact, you know what I mean? And And with podcasts, it's like, you're just talking, you know, you're just having conversations, sharing, you know, what's on your heart, what resonates, you know, what your soul missions are, what feels good to you and empowering others to do the same. And, you know, so I, I'm so glad you got to come on and share this summit and everything going on with you and, you know, being, you know, a mom of, you know, almost five and, and everything you're doing. I think it's so inspiring for other moms and parents to get to listen to. Thank you so much. It's yeah. And it'll all be in the show notes, but like, tell us again, where we can find you, follow you, where we can get tickets, all the code stuff, and it'll all be there, but just go ahead and share. Okay. So, um, I am on social as navigating parenthood pretty much everywhere. And my website is navigatingparenthood.com. Um, and then for the fam summit, um, it's definitely easier via the link because it is um, a bit.ly link, B-I-T dot L-Y and then capital F A and then lowercase A-M and then capital S, you know, for summit and then 2020 
one and bit.ly is kind of tough because it's case sensitive. So I'm glad that Ali is linking it. Um, and yeah, we have um, free general mission with code fam banks, um, or you can upgrade, not really upgrade, but you can add on recordings or you can get a VIP ticket. And with that, it, you get a digital gift bag. Um, you get a shipped goodie box personally packed by me, either a mom and baby box or a kiddo and parent box. And then you also get the recordings and you get auto entry and all the live giveaways. So you don't have to be present to win. Um, so that ticket is worth over a thousand dollars, which is really exciting. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you, well, if, if you're one of those people who go to like all the baby fairs and you're like, yeah, I'm so excited about the goodie bag. Like that used to be me. And so putting these goodie bags together, I was like, oh, they're going to get all these items. This is so fun. Um, <laughs> So I'm excited about everyone who's receiving them um, and hopefully everyone loves it. So cute. I love it. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't love free goodies, right? I mean, right. And, and we're, uh, I have mom right at the moment. We're giving them a code from me, right? For, um, um, for the V for the, um, for the VIP. Yeah. The, um, or we're giving them a special link. Wasn't there something you wanted me to put? There was free general mission with code right. fam. Thanks. Yes. Yeah, all caps, fam, thanks, fam, um, yeah, free general okay. admission. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Awesome. Okay, so for general admission, it's fam, thanks. Free, yeah. Okay, perfect. And guys, I'll put that all in the um, show notes. I just wanted to make sure I got everything because I, I know I read in our email, it's like, okay, I have to have this link and that link. So I'll make sure it's all there. Yeah, and I, I also tend to forget things too. So I'm thankful for email. <laughs> like, what did I tell you? <laughs> yes, I hear you. I know it's real mom life. It's all good. It's all, it's good for people to hear this. I think it's like, hey, we're moms, we're entrepreneurs, we're doing all the things. It's like, yeah, this is normal. Like, let's just give yourself grace, and it's all good, you know. Yes. So, thank you so much, Sherry, for sharing with us and and for creating this amazing summit and for being here and just sharing a little bit about your journey. I love learning a little bit more about you and everything you're doing and. Congrats again. And guys, you know, if there's anything you took away from this episode, Sherry shared so much different. Sherry shared it five times. Um, <laughs> Sherry shared so much. <laughs> I was like, I sang that out loud. I'm like, okay. Um, she shared so many great gems. But I think, you know, one of the things that I really enjoyed that she spoke to was, you know, just not only being intentional, but really choosing to pick your battles, really understanding when you are, you know, whether it be depleted or just filled up with so many emotions, how to step away and be able to step in, as she said, to that bubble of peace. And if you don't know that reference, you can check out Hypno Babies and check out what she's referencing, but just finding your own bubble of peace and really being intentional about that so that you can be in a good place. You no, know, I think that was amazing that she shared. So cheers till next time, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Everything with Allie Levine. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe, tune in weekly for new episodes, and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired.